Warning, staff and guests may or may not be under the influence. Oh, don't. Why you get crazy? Are you crazy? You're fucking... You are fucking... You are fucking... You fucking fucking... You bloody... You bloody... You bloody... Bastard bitch! You fuck you! Fuck you! Bloody fuck you bloody! Fucking mother bloody fuck shit! Bitch, you ain't fuck you! You fucking bloody bastard! Bench you bloody! You bloody! But why is... Bloody no! Bloody fucking... Why you fuck me? I fuck you, bloody. Bloody bastard. Say when. Say when is a podcast dedicated to fun and awareness while talking about everything or tapping out to switch gears. From critical thinking to comedy, we have a real barbershop talk and progressive thoughts. Welcome to the free for all. Talk or tap out. Say when. Hi, this is Priya from Mumbai, and I love listening to Say When. Welcome to Say When, episode six. Talk or tap out. I'm your host, Joe Justice. Special thanks to Stardust for the dope beat. Check him out at Stardust. Got him. That's Stardust. G-O-T-E-M. Happy birthday to Abel and JP. Shout out to La Familia, Frauke and Mishi. Today's episode features former Marine, author of The Black Belt Mindset, Guide for Parents, Give Your Kids a Can-Do Attitude in Everything They Do, Martial Arts Instructor with Black Belts in Several Styles, and host of the Martial Hour Podcast, Kiyoshi Rob the Dragon Torres, and international dance instructor and professional dancer, Baila Jenny. Also, we have Mr. All Y'all from Germany speaks on the Washington football team, Chooks from Nigeria and Germany tells us what grinds his gears, parody songs, reactions, and more. Stay tuned after the show credits for our moment of when. If you'd like to buy us a cup of much-needed coffee, you can support us at Patreon slash Say When. That's Patreon slash Say When. Joe, just us, you son of a bitch. Shout out to all the listeners in South Korea, India, Germany, and the USA, baby. Listen to me and listen very carefully. If we get a hundred downloads today, I'll be back. I want everyone to call a friend or family in another country and tell them to download Say When. Now! Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from L.A., it's the instructor power couple, Kiyoshi Robert Torres and Baila Jenny. Welcome, welcome back to Say When. Mike is hot. Microphone check. One, two, one, two. <laughs> I was so caught up with what Rob was saying because, it's, I, you know, I have a martial arts background with like and everything like his student was my teacher and and just listening to him break it down like how martial arts affects like psychology and discipline and character and how it affects society i was just like whoa like, this is a fucking ted talk i'm like holy shit homie's on point <laughs> Thanks, man. totally bro if i didn't know you from a hole in the wall i think you'd be charging 500 ahead or some shit right um so guess what um mr rob torres just Received his black belt in jiu-jitsu today. In Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Oh, shit. That's what's up, man. Today, homie. Yeah. Congratulations, man. I feel yeah. I got you on the phone. Thank you. It feels really heavy. You know, <laughs> you have you have a few different styles, but you prefer sensei or seafood. Well, my, all my students call me Kyoshi. So, um, so I mean, that's that's my title at, at the dojo. But at Brazilian jiu-jitsu, everybody calls me either the sensei or they call me a dragon, Robert the Dragon. So you do uh, ground fighting? Grappling? Yeah, it's, uh, I have a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So it's grappling. Um, it's it's grappling and uh, submissions with the gi and stuff like that. Let me tell you, I watched Hoist Gracie spend like 20 minutes on his back 
and then choke that guy out. Yeah, it was 1993. Bro, that was so impressive. And, you know, they have a bunch of gyms here, like his brothers and stuff like that. But I, I never went. Like, MMA kind of ruined it. Right. Yeah. It's with the, the malintent, which is not what it's about. It's a teaching moment. You know what I mean? Like, with adults, it's different. But with kids, it, it becomes a teaching moment. So I have a lot of experience teaching kids. And when I find out that they use martial arts or anything other than self-defense, then it's, then it's a huge conversation with, you know, the instructor and the parent. And it has to be reinforced. And the, and it's not about taking a child straight out of martial arts, because if you take them out of martial arts, they're just going to keep doing what it is that they were doing. They're not going to learn what it is to have that that discipline and that self-control. I think taking your kid out of martial arts is one of the worst to do for your child's development. I think putting them in is the best thing and keeping them in. In martial arts, people will get in and out. Like, that's why they call it a journey. It's a life journey. You take something out of it that you never got from before that will affect you later on in life. You know what I mean? And sometimes a lot of the lessons that I teach to kids are lessons that parents learn or the parents are trying to teach and reinforce in their kids, but they're just not getting through. But when you hear it from like a second or third person telling you the same thing, then it clicks, especially, especially a mentor, like an instructor or a sensei. Right. Those of us who've taught before, we've had problems with like, the kid needs discipline. For the most part, parents do listen. I, I think the parents that do sign their kids up for martial arts are there for the benefit of their child. They're not there for themselves. That separates us from any, like us as in martial arts studios, from any other sport. I don't really consider us a sport. I consider us like an academic facility because we don't just teach kicking and punching. We don't just teach how to, how to you know, eat right and take care of your body and, and, and respect others. We teach things like confidence, self-control, discipline, focus, integrity, honor. Uh, esprit de corps, you know, all that that you don't get from the president, a coach. <laughs> well, I'm just talking, I'm talking about a coach in general, just like there's a difference between a coach and your instructor. I feel like there's more weight behind the title instructor. In my school, when you're a black belt, you have to go through an instructor certification and we teach our instructors certain skills and certain techniques to be able to not just communicate with kids, but communicate with the adults and parents and all that stuff like on and off the mat. And that kind of thing carries throughout the rest of their lives, whether they continue to train or they decide to quit. You know, I've had an influence on someone's life forever and they will remember it, you know, and they'll say, if it wasn't for martial arts, I wouldn't be this or I wouldn't have gotten this. You know, a lot of a lot of students that I've taught personally have gone on to be doctors and lawyers and, and athletic coaches and stuff like that, they attribute a lot of their success to what they've learned in the martial arts and what I was able to teach them. You still taking students? Because I was once called a ninja with a white belt. You are a ninja. You, everybody, to me, everybody's a ninja. <laughs> you know, the difference is like how, what level you at. <laughs> I went to a Trump rally once and everybody was calling me ninja. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Let me stop. Yeah. What's that? That's funny. So, yeah, I'm. Yeah, martial martial arts has been like a huge. It's been a huge influence in my life. It's been all I've ever really, really done. But you know, a lot of a lot of me, the the most recent stuff since 2010. Uh, you know, I have to attribute to Jenny pushing me to do it because no, honestly, like she was like, uh, "Why don't you start teaching karate again?" And I was like, "Get out of here! I'm not going to teach karate again." And she's like, no, no, you should. I have a friend who has a studio. You can rent space. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. I'll try. I'll give it a shot, you know. And and from that that point on, you know, she rec she recognized it was a passion in my life, you know. And it's tough to live life on your own when you have a yeah. support system, oh. a strong support system. 
behind you that recognizes your talents and your skills and what you're able to do and your passion. Like my mom, my mom's very supportive. My dad's very supportive, but they're 3,000 miles away. It was really Jenny who really pushed me to do it. If you don't have that support system, it's tough. You can still do it, but it's, it's super tough to lead a strong, strong, successful life without yeah. something behind you. <laughs> yeah, ma. I had to put that in there. <laughs> I got the little sound effects going, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, I like it. While I got you, I just want to get your reaction. I'm trying to get I, I think, I, I, think I know what's coming, but go for it. Go for it. <laughs> why you fuck me? I fuck you, Blarney. Blarney, Blarney. Say why? That's epic. Epic. Yeah. I love it. Hilarious. I saw that. I saw that. I had to send it to like every, like every, everyone I knew who was, um, uh, who was Indian. They loved it, man. They were, they were like, I saw this. This is so funny. No, I saw, I saw the original clip. I, but I not, tried to not do something beat. positive. <laughs> well, so. hey, you can, do, you can do anything you want, my man. That's right. Because you know what? Smack a hole. <laughs> <laughs> of, of course. Very, of course. very well known that it's all about smacking someone on the ass. Like you see in <laughs> Acom's video. <laughs> Smack that. That's all it is. Whether so maybe it'll be like smack a O instead of ho. Well, <laughs> no. The, uh, uh, when it comes to hoes, we all know men are the biggest hoes. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's, that's true. I, I, we admit it. I mean, there's a song by Houdini. I'm a hoe. You know I'm a hoe from the 80s. And then oh. Master oh, P. From the 80s. Master that's P true. redid it in the 90s. Yeah. You are such like a like a hip hop treasury. Yeah. Honestly. Thank you. need you. to do like, like legit like hip hop schooling like origin yeah that'd be cool man well actually me and dundee we want to start like the funk box back even if it's just a one memorial show or something oh my god yes please and i'm interested in like miami back in the heyday like right before booty like booty music really took off like all of that like all of the precursors to that true there's actually a group uh skylight express and uh, Funky Frank from like Power 96, all of that, Rhythm 98. Wow. Uh, they have like a Facebook group and there's pictures, there's old pictures. And, and I love no pictures. that. That's fucking classic. Like you don't see that at all, ever. On uh, YouTube, there's actually three different Rhythm 98 bass chase mixes. So if you type it in, you'll find it. Rhythm 98 bass chase. Nice. Cool. Yeah, look it up. That's what's up. I'm going to start a, um, like I, I started a YouTube channel or content on it yet. Because what I want to do is I want to develop something that, um, like, with all my knowledge and everything that I've had and all the experiences that I've had, I want to share it and help help people develop that black belt mindset without having to put in the hours on the mat. And if they want to, yeah, they can do that. But I think um, I think a lot of people would benefit it's a mindset. from yeah mindset. Uh, would benefit from learning how to develop that strong black belt mindset. And I don't know if you know this. But I, I actually wrote a book for parents. No, I didn't know that shit. It's on Amazon. It's it's the Black Belt Mindset Guide for Parents. It's all about how they can help influence their kids to develop that strong Black Belt Mindset. It forces the parents to look inside themselves also. So it's a great book. I'm promoting it myself, but <laughs> but obviously. Yeah, well, I got I'm, you here. You know, feel free. Give out your social media, your website, Jenny's website, all that. Promote it all. Yeah, yeah. It's something that I really wanted to do mostly to impact kids and, and to help them out. I'm actually starting another book as well. Yeah, ma. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, from New York. Like, I was a, oh, eight, you. eight or nine I was, years old, fourth I was grade. just in born, jodido. Well, nah. I didn't even think you were that old. I thought you were a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rob, too, he's good nice. Play, good play, good play, good <laughs> play. 
I want to talk to you about the stakes in this election as plainly as I can. If we're going to get this virus under control, get folks back to work, and make sure affordable health care is available for everybody, we've got to send people to Washington who aren't interested in playing political games or making themselves rich. We've got to elect folks who will get to work for people like you. That's why I'm supporting Reverend Raphael Warnock in the special election for Senate. Reverend Warnock's someone I've known for years. He's a man of great moral integrity, a leader in the truest sense of the word. He spent his life pushing for justice, fighting to expand health care, protecting voting rights and the dignity of work. You don't find a lot of people in Washington like Reverend Warnock, and that's exactly why we got to get him there. Please join me in supporting Raphael Warnock for Senate. I'm Raphael Warnock, and I know we can do better. That's why I approve this message. Say when. My Sifu, basically, he said, you know, no matter what they say to you, I don't care if they talk about your mom or whatever, you can't do nothing. Do not put your hands on them. But as soon as they touch you, you have the right to defend yourself. He's like, now, if you want to be nice, you put them down the first time and tell them that's it. Now, if they get back up and attack you again, you put them down the second time and you make sure they can't get back up and hurt you. Man, that brings up a, a memory that I have when I was in elementary school. It was like an orange belt or something at the time. And I was walking home and these kids would like bug me, man, because my first name is Sigfredo, right? And they would pick at me at school like, oh, Dorito and all this stuff. They would call me names. And, and um, you know, it would bother me. It would bother me. You know, it would, it would really bother me. But whatever. So one day these dudes, they followed me home from school and I'm walking home from school and they, they called me Dorito. I turned around. I said, call me Dorito one more time. <laughs> and and they did. So I turned around and I grabbed the kid and I, I, I grabbed him by the throat and I, um, I did a technique. It's it's called osotogari, and you're supposed to grab the lapel or the the, the collar. Um, but I grabbed him by the throat and I slammed him to the to the ground. Oh my god! And his friend took off across four lanes of traffic to run away, left him there. Oh and I said, if you ever call me anything other than by by my name again, I'm gonna kick your butt. And I'm gonna kick his butt too. <laughs> <laughs> and he took off running. And uh, and years later, we met up again in high school. And that was in elementary school. And then we met up again in high school and I had, I got nothing but respect from them. They, I would walk past them. They would walk past me and we just give each other a head nod and that's it. Wish I had that moment. <laughs> the thing about it is kids, they don't stand up for themselves. They just let it dwell, boil inside. And you can't do that. You have to stand up for yourself. At some point, you just need to go, look, enough is enough. I agree. Kids don't come with instruction manuals and stuff like that. And we know so much more now than we did before whether it's about, you know, mental health or how deadly uh, bullying can be. I mean, to this day, like you were saying, how it really bothered you about the Dorito thing. I still have a problem with I instantly feel unaccepted, especially being in South Florida, being Haitian and then yeah. being a, a minority. And I know and if I walk in the room and I'm the only one who looks like me, it's like they treat you different. Like when my cousin from L.A. came to live with us for a while, the first thing he said to me is, like, yo, man, you're right. Why? What's up with Miami? Like the first thing they ask you is where are you where from? Where you from? Yeah. Yep. Yo, I'm from, no, 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 but where are your parents from? This is a, right. no, but where's your mother from? It's, it's like, I have to keep repeating myself. Haitian, Haiti, Haiti. They were born in right. Haiti. No, no, yeah. no, but where, yes, both of my parents, both of their parents, yes. and they just can't figure <laughs> it out. Oh, but you're not pitch black like the, you know what I mean? Like every other image I've seen on television. It's wow. like, well, guess what? You know, there's this thing called the internet. 
you can see all kind of people and all kind of countries that look all kind of ways. And we're lucky to live in this technological uh, advancement of a society that we right. have all this information at our fingertips. So usually when somebody says, oh, you don't look Haitian, I go, oh, you you been to Haiti? Did you go like with a church right. group or something? Exactly. And then they exactly. go, oh, oh, oh. You damn bastard. I go, oh, well, I've, I've seen thousands of people who look like me. So I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah, well, you know what? It doesn't come, it doesn't come to Haitian, American, Indian, Italian, whatever. You know, we're all one people. But it's going to take forever for everyone to the realize that. The social construct is, exactly. is foolish. We wouldn't be able to have kids together if we were really exactly. different species. Exactly. You know, like once once the world once the world comes to a realization of that, then we'll be in a better place. I agree. So just make a final point backing up what you're saying uh, about the difference between like an instructor and a coach. Even um, when I had an incident like first day of school and they're asking me, who are you? This and that. And I'm getting called N word and this and that. And the teacher tells the students who all jumped up out of their seat, ready to fight and all that. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Fight the whole class? You know what I mean? Right. right. And the the yeah. teacher, instead of saying, hey, you don't do that, you don't say that, it, it was a teachable moment. She says, all right, everybody settle down, take your seats, continue yeah. with the class. And that happened. She didn't want to deal with it. She didn't want to deal with it. Well, yeah. it's not only that she didn't want to deal with it per se. She didn't acknowledge. She, she, the thing is that she agreed. You understand? Yeah, she swept it under the rug. Well, like it's a thing. I've yeah, had teachers uh -huh. basically say to me, like, hey, you know you're an N-word and you're only going to go so far. That's so fucking... Yeah. Was she a white teacher? Of course. Just moved to the South from New York, so I was like, what the F I, is going yeah, on here? Yeah, you know? Well, when I was in elementary, I remember when, after Hurricane Andrew, uh, I had to move from Cutler Ridge to like West Miami because of the whole whatever craziness, right? And I remember my Spanish fucking class, right? It was this Cuban lady, and I'm Cuban, right? But this Cuban lady was fucking racista, and there was one black kid in the class. And you know what he she called him? She called him chocolate. And I'm like, damn, I should have guessed. That's what I was going to say, too. <laughs> yeah, and it's so fucked up. I mean, I guess whatever. It's better than the N word. Right. But like, but like, that's not right, bro. Like, you don't do that. And she would say that in class, like, oh, and I'm like, OMG. Like, I, I knew at that time, like, it wasn't right. Like, that's not cool. You know, I was in Catholic school in New York. That's the only time that I heard it in New York. In first grade, none teacher. Same thing. Some kid in the class dropped the, the N-word. She did the same thing. Like, all right, all right, everybody take your seat. Rather than dealing wow. with that and saying, Jesus said this. I can figure out in first grade that the prayer that I'm saying doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? There might be some holes in your, your philosophy. I mean, yeah, you were like ahead of your time. Yeah, my <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I think Rob is like, uh, yo, Dr. Phil can't even freaking speak English. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Okay, thank better. you. Yes, <laughs> I know. I know he's pretty insightful. He's very passionate about like, you know, karate what's, and what's what he good does. Is he keeps his train of thought and he keeps on his point and it's very simple and easy to digest. And I wish I could yeah. communicate that easily. Like it, it's it just he just makes it sound real simple. I'm like, damn it. Like, wow, I wish I could do that. I don't know if you've had, <laughs> uh, you know, professional training as a public speaker or something like that. But you you're no, he hasn't. I mean, I feel like he's been to a lot of seminars and stuff like that with other speakers so maybe that influenced him but 
I'm excited for totally. you guys. I, I really, I believe in you. I think this book is going to take off. Um, I hope, you know, it's available internationally. Um, so anywhere in the world, you can get it on Amazon. That's right. And what's the name of the book again? Tell us, please. I don't your book. Hold on one second. Hold, hold. Wait a minute. The wife doesn't know the title of the husband's book? Uh-oh. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm on the phone. One of, my, one of my friends is on the phone with me. No problem. He's uh, just congratulating me. But the Hilarious. title of my book is uh, The Black Belt Mindset Guide for Parents. Yeah, that's the what I said. The Black Belt Mindset Guide for Parents by Robert yeah. Torres. The way to give your kids a can-do attitude in everything that they do. Especially so. with corona going on and a lot of kids <laughs> being at home. All parents yes. could use right. a little extra help on how to Perfect. discipline their kids in All easy, day. quick, simple steps that'll benefit everyone rather than cause yep. conflict and confrontation. Exactly. Well, that's what's up, goddammit. You want to talk about anything else? Just let me know. <laughs> I don't think so because <laughs> I don't think so because we not we gotta pick up our food because you know yeah. LA is on quarantine or whatever the hell this is. Yeah. yeah, we wanted to celebrate Rob's black belt fucking accomplishment, but we can't because everything is locked down. So yeah. we gotta go order some food. So we're about to go pick it up. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good, <laughs> it's um my, one of my friends called me. He's a he's a black belt also, and he was there for my promotion, and uh, and he it was funny because he didn't know I was getting promoted either. Um, Nobody knew I wasn't there. What the hell? He, he called me. He called me to congratulate me again and, and to see how I was because black belt obviously is a huge accomplishment. But a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, it's ten years of literally suffering. You leave it all on the mat there. You know what I mean? And I don't want to discourage anybody from doing Jiu Jitsu. I don't want to call it suffering. It's it's learning every day, and it's not just learning. And I said this in my speech because you have to do a speech. You learn the most about yourself in jiu-jitsu. You won't learn about yourself anywhere else more. You won't learn anywhere else more about yourself than in, than on the mats, training with other people. And it's not, yeah, you put in the work. Yeah, you learn all the moves. Yeah, you learn techniques and stuff like that and skills and, and ways to defend yourself. But you get in so deep with yourself because when you're when you have like a 350 pound guy on top and they're trying to kill you and crush you and break your bones you learn so much about yourself and what you're able to handle and what you're able to put up with so it's um it's a journey that I I would recommend highly recommend to anybody the the secret is to never stop what's the name of your podcast again um it's called the martial hour and that's available everywhere apple spotify spotify all that stuff it's it's available everywhere so just uh, just check it out I'm going to be doing more podcasts um, coming up soon because I have a few interviews that I have scheduled up. I'm going to be interviewing my own professor pretty soon. So that's something that you guys would be, uh, a lot of people would be interested in if you train in martial arts, especially. Well, when you're ready to have a good laugh on your uh, podcast, I'll tell you the story of the real fight that I got into with nunchucks. Yeah, 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 for sure. That would be <laughs> epic. That would be epic. I would love to hear that. I bump into them years later and they're like, yo, this guy is the only guy I've ever seen in my life. Pull out some nunchucks in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> yo, let me tell you for real, though. Let me tell you for real though, when the riots were happening, I was at my karate school and I packed, I packed nunchucks, I packed uh, a scream of sticks and I packed a samurai sword and I was ready to rock. I was like, <laughs> nobody's coming in here. And he was in New Jersey. Hello. No, was, the LA riots. I was, no, not the LA riots, but you know, the riots out here recent, the most recent riots. Anywho. Well, all right. Celebrate. Thank you for taking so much time on this day. And uh, try not to kick nobody's ass. <laughs> if they don't have my food right, I'm about to. <laughs> well, all right, y'all. Take care. Thank you so much for being right. on Say When. Jenny and Mr. Us. Robert Thank Torres. Thank you.
You're welcome. My pleasure. All right. God bless. God bless. Peace. You're listening to Say When with your justice. You have to trust it. Lie. Yeah, man. From Nigeria and Germany, too. I know what I mean. <laughs> exactly. Get it off your chest, bro. One of the, the stuff that basically, uh, um, you know, pisses me off is, uh, you know, I walk into a shop, you know, walk into a store, and uh, you are not well, well taken care of, right? Uh, and, um, you know, I want to feel good while spending my money. You know, because uh, I mean, back in the days, like where when I used to live in Nigeria, uh, you go to into a store. I mean, you feel like you are the king in that moment, uh, and the store owner, the store uh, attendant, want to have you back again because they know that uh, basically that revenue, you know, relies or depends on the on the customer, right? So they they make sure that the customer uh, feel good, you know. So every customer feel feel good you know so but i have the feeling that here in germany is something different because they uh they feel well confident uh, uh, that uh, the customer is going to come anyway so uh there is no need for for us to you know make them feel extra good so uh, sometimes you you like walk out of the store being angry uh, because maybe you want to you need you want to ask some question and then uh the store attendants you know, uh, don't want to doesn't want to attend to you. So it's uh, it grinds my gears basically, and uh, it's happened many times. You know, uh, maybe sometimes you walk into a restaurant and uh, you know the waitress or the waiter, you know, uh, isn't friendly enough. Uh, sometimes you begin to feel, oh, is it, is it because I'm black or whatever? So it's 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 it grinds my gears. You know, it makes me go angry. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm the one who is going to spend the money, and they need my money as well. Yeah, right. that, that's it. It's it makes me go angry, and it keeps it, it keeps happening most of the time. And I just hope that most of the uh, supermarket or stores or or realize this and then uh, begin to treat all customers like a king. Right. Uh, I've had the same experience here. When I go to a restaurant and I get bad service, and I know I'm getting bad service because they think we have no money or we're not going to yeah. tip. And so yeah. I always wind up tipping no matter what the service is very heavy because I worked yeah. in the service industry and to make up for if they, you know, had anybody that looks like me or looks like you looks like us and yeah. they had a bad experience then yeah. to, to counteract that bad experience, I always tip. So they can't say, Oh, everybody is this or all of you people like that. Like other servers, they have problems with Europeans and Canadians because they don't have a yeah. tipping system. So they think, yeah. oh, you're being cheap and this and that. But the Canadians and the Europeans think that we're getting, you know, eleven, twelve dollars an hour in full insurance like people are over yeah. in their countries. And that's not the case over here. But there, yeah. there's no excuse for the racism, because like you said, you pointed out many examples. It's the store getting on the bus. It's going to the supermarket and you try to exactly. get the change in your hand and they'll put it down on the conveyor belt exactly. for you to yeah. pick it up one by one. I also like to tip, you know, but uh, I think the service as well, it depends on the service. You know, so if I don't feel good right at that moment, then I, I feel it does not make any sense to tip. I think the service needs to be, you know, in good shape, actually. I feel you. I think the, the European system is better that you don't have to tip. You know that the person has insurance. If they don't feel well, they get to go home for two weeks and still get their pay. They're going to be able to yeah. take care of their children, their family, their bills. 
you're not depending on the generosity of strangers tipping to survive. So uh, yeah. I definitely feel you. So I found this viral video. I guess it was uh, Indian women sitting around singing an acapella song, mm. Beware of Corona. And nice. I, and then I took another viral video. Hallo zusammen, ich bin Chux aus Deutschland. Ich wohne hier in Hamburg und komme aus Nigeria. Und ich will euch einfach nur also in Big Shadow sagen. Und ich hoffe gerade jetzt in der Corona-Phase, dass ihr in, in der Sicherheit seid. Das ist sehr wichtig. Bleibt in der Sicherheit und kümmert euch um eure Gesundheit. Sehr wichtig. Peace. Ganz genau, Bitches. <lacht> Say when. Nice, All right, nice, Chooks, nice, man. Nice. Thank you again, yeah. bro. You you did yeah. fucking great. Phenomenal. Yeah, you, you, you're welcome, bro. You're okay. All right, brother. You take care. Have man. a nice one. Peace. Peace, man. I really appreciate Say When promoting awareness and mask wearing during the pandemic. Listen to me. Wear a mask, people. Do it now. Do it now. 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 Put that cookie down and put on your mask, bastard. Come on. Come with me if you want to live. Wearing a mask helps prevent the spread of COVID-19. Wear your mask correctly. Wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds before putting on your mask. Holding the ear loops or ties, make sure the mask covers your nose and mouth and secure it around your chin. Try to fit it snugly against the sides of your face. Make sure you can breathe easily and keep the mask on the entire time you're in public. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash coronavirus. Hi, this is Raj from New Delhi, and I listen to Seven. Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Germany, it's Mr. All Y'all. Welcome to Say When, brother. What's up, what's up? What you doing? I was just thinking about how I can spread awareness and different COVID coping skills and uh, talk about masturbation because it's healthy. <laughs> hey, true that, true that. <laughs> Every day, all day. <laughs> yeah, applause for that. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> oh shit was he smoking yeah of course all day <laughs> growing up it's like you don't even know what to do with yourself during the day exactly. you don't want to really go outside you don't want to stay inside you're like oh damn you never thought you'd get tired of watching porn and masturbating and playing video games no that never get that that you never get tired of video games ain't mine so but the other two hey <laughs> <laughs> i was so in shock the first time i saw them on tv i was uh, just zapping and i was like washington football team what right. the fuck is that exactly man who is that is that a new team <laughs> <laughs> team is so tough are you what what are you the warriors are you the 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 gangsters the soldiers the generals (laughs) 
We're the football team. Run, guys. It's the football team. You know what I mean? Get out of here, man. Come on, son. That shows you how racist motherfuckers are when they fucking can't even give a name for the fucking football team. Fuck uh-huh. you. <laughs> There was more than enough suggestions. Vote on that shit. Yeah, have the fans vote. And whoever chooses the name, they get fucking like every other person. Put them on the 50-yard line. Give them lifetime free tickets. Whatever you want to give them. Give them 10000 Give them a fucking car. It's a tax write-off. NFL is like a billion-dollar fucking whatever. So fuck the owner three times. <laughs> All right. Appreciate it, man. Talk to All you. right, brother. Wearing a mask helps prevent the spread of COVID-19. Wear your mask correctly. Wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds before putting on your mask. Holding the ear loops or ties, make sure the mask covers your nose and mouth and secure it around your chin. Try to fit it snugly against the sides of your face. Make sure you can breathe easily and keep the mask on the entire time you're in public. To learn more, visit cdc.gov coronavirus. As usual, we close with our words of wisdom. Drink plenty of water. Stay hydrated. Take your meds on time every day. COVID don't play. Mask it or casket. Social distance or non-existence. Stay tuned after the credits for our moment of win. Thanks to Iron T. Hawk and Chief Smacker for the music. Follow us on Twitter at Say When Podcast. Remember to email your questions and feedback to official Say When Podcast or leave us a voicemail. Links and info is in the description. Also, follow us on Twitter at Say When Podcast. If you're a resistor, follow me at Joe Just underscore us. Instagram, official Say When Podcast. As always, in closing, if you need help, seek help. You are not alone, and together we can build lives worth living. Peace. And now. Our moment of win. Now, I have a nice orange tan right now, but it's because I work out in the sun sometimes. And it's called vitamin D. That D. And it's good for you. <laughs> Especially good for the ladies. Damn right.